If dressage and orphans were my cowgirl prayers, gotta raise some money to save the camp, I swear, or save the ranch, or save the farm. Lord knows they're always in financial trouble. It's cowgirl summer with your boys. Hallelujah, amen. Heaven bless the show hard land. Hallelujah, amen, amen. What's up, Fudgebaggers? Welcome to Pure Boys Podcast. Cowgirl Summer 3, Heartland Edition. I'm Aaron Black, and cheers. And I'm David A.R. White. Did you call people fudgepackers? I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at my cute kitty. I did. Yeah, of course I called everyone fudgepackers. I hesitated, though, because my wife and I were talking about it last night, and we thought, like, well, fudgepackers, uh, is CBC going to understand that we're taking that word back? I don't know. Even though we explain it every episode, maybe they won't understand. Maybe we need to change what we call our fans again. And I don't know. The uh, One of the names we came on was maybe we should start calling our fans sluts. Maybe we should just call them all sluts. What's up, sluts? Welcome to Pure Boys Podcast. I don't know. I don't know. Sluts, I, it's, it's good. Uh, feels a little on the nose because I know our listeners are super randy yeah, all the time. The sluttiest listeners around. And Sluts. it's okay. Oh yeah, it's okay. Go ahead. The freak, fly your freak flag. I, did you tell her that I, uh, qualify the fudge packer statement every single episode, letting everybody know that anybody can be a fudge packer? I, I'm sure I've said that at some point. I did say that you self-identify as a slut, though. I did make sure to you know, specify that to her. I'm a huge slut. Yeah. Be a slut, everybody, you but got, wrap it up. You got juicy on your butt. Everybody knows that. <laughs> well, I like clothing that tells the truth. Well, yeah. God, what I wouldn't give for a pair of juicy sweats. Oh, my God. In this day and age? Oh. That's a stolen joke from uh, Ted Lasso. Mm, that's a good joke. It's a good, if you're going to steal yeah. steal from the best, I guess. I've never seen Ted Lasso. I don't know what that is. It's all right. TV in general is overrated. Unless you're watching baseball, then go hard. Or Heartland, season one, episode <laughs> seven, come what may. <laughs> come what may. Hey. Very poetic, this uh, episode. Yeah, it puts the cum in, in a pregnant horse. <laughs> okay. Okay, With see? the horny talk. Nah, nah. We, we got pretty ro- horny preamble. Melody was a pr- is a pregnant mare. Somebody, some horse had to put... Come what may in her. <laughs> is that where the show title came from? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well, it is spelt like that. Yeah, that was really weird by the CBC writers to put that in there. Oh, yeah, it was weird. It's like it's like they didn't think anybody was going to check or that it would go by so fast. People would go, wait, let's say come what may. What does that mean? Uh, yeah, go come come so fast. Oh. It, you, you never know when you're going to see it. it it's <laughs> either O-M-E or U-M. Sometimes you're not expecting Why? it, and sometimes you're having a wonderful time, and then come just comes too fast, and you're just like, well, hey, that doesn't happen when I'm alone. But really, I mean, it does. It happens all the time when you're alone. What are you talking about? Who are you trying to fool with that line? Who are you trying to fool? Mm. Is that a is that a lyric from a song? It might be, probably. I'm sure. It, I'm sure Def Leppard has a song that has that in it or something. 
Yeah, I I feel like Def Leppard or any of those '80s hair bands, if they're still alive, uh, should come out with a uh, country music song. Oh, hey, are we rushing into our first segment? We haven't done the Pure Boys Prayer yet. Well, clap. God bless our podcast, please. God bless all podcasts, please. We love you, please. Yeah, yeah, or you woman, <laughs> or you woman, or you woman. Never forget, or they cow, whatever. I kind of want to like end all of our text conversations with or you woman. <laughs> I mean, as opposed to now when we end all of our text conversations with the cowboy emoji. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's my favorite emoji nowadays. Yeah. I I use that all over the place, whether it's with you, my lovely beautiful gorgeous wife beautiful or god sometimes i text god sometimes when i'm praying i go and cowboy emoji ye men god has god set up a text service and if so should we do that uh that's a great idea text god for 35 cents a text that's all you got to do oh, we can make buku bucks doing that yeah uh but all we say is or ye woman and then people get frustrated <laughs> Yeah, you Should have... I disown my son? Uh, amen. Or you woman. Or you woman. <laughs> or ye woman. My son, ye woman. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get away from. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a close-minded bigot. What do you mean, God? Come on. Or ye woman. Here's a gentle reminder from us, the Pure Boys, to stop being such a bigot and love everybody. Exactly, yeah. Love your family, love your friends. Unless they're jerks, you don't got to love people that don't love you back. That's okay. You know, love is not like a giving. You don't have to just give it away. You can just give it out selectively. But make sure to love people who are themselves and don't yeah. judge people based on things they can't change. Yeah, fudge pack your friends with love. Exactly. Wow. Couldn't have said it any better myself. That's. I think that's from Jesus' lips. Those words are written and read in a Bible somewhere. Yeah, straight from Jesus herself. Oh, wow. Ancient herstory. Did you know that Jesus' words in the Bible are written and read for some dumb reason? I didn't know that. Like, what do you mean? Like, the words, instead of being printed in black, are printed in red ink. So the Romans did that, or I guess <laughs> Julius Caesar himself did it. I guess that must have blown people's minds because they probably didn't even know ink could be read at that point. So yeah. they were like, "Oh yeah, this is the word of God because it's red ink." Oh well, that is the word of God. Well, the only reason I know that they're in red is because of country music because they talk about the words in red all the time. And I was like, "What does that mean? Words in red?" And I looked it up. Oh, it's Bible stuff. Oh. Well, that's kind of crazy that uh, Pure Flix never addressed that. Yeah, there isn't a Pure Flix original movie called, like, The Words in Red or something. In Red. The, yeah. The uh, Jesus Tales. The Scarlet Letter is what they should call it. And it's all about uh, Jesus being a big slut. <laughs> Why wouldn't he be? Like, that's one of the pleasures of life is being a big slut. You are the summation of the five people you spend the most time with, and Jesus hung out with nothing but prostitutes. You're telling me he wasn't a big slut? Of course he was. Five. Five people around you, right? Maybe it's four. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Who cares? It's hey, not, man. Yay, or ye woman. It's, it's not a political <laughs> podcast. doesn't matter. There must be some religious people out there that say amen in, like, a very, like, uh, not derogatory, but, like, 
uh, looked down upon way. Right, they like, really... Hey, man. They hit the men part of it really hard. Yeah. Men. Hey, men. <laughs> they sing the two and a half men theme song when they do it. Two and a half theme song. That's right, yeah. Hey, men, 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 men. That'd be a fun way to end a prayer. Man, man, man. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's how we should end our lives. <laughs> sure, yeah. Walk into a church, let ourselves on fire, sing that song. That sounds great. Man, man, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just dumping gas on ourselves. Man, 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 man. man you got to dump man, the gas man. or else you breathe too long. Who's going to dump the gas on you? God. Sure, yeah. Straight God from- is dumping the gas on me. <laughs> this is straight from God's pump. <laughs> That's cool. It is pretty cool to say this is straight from God's pump. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, is the letter of the law. Everything of, is of God's pump. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a religious podcast anymore, but this is certainly a... We thought, before the show, we thought this was going to be our randiest episode. Yeah, it turns out it's our most holy. Yeah, we like to dunk on non-religious views. For sure, non-religious views. Yes, if you don't believe in God, we'll dunk on you. Wink. Yeah, wink. I never see the Heartland people praying before a meal. Wink. They really don't. Oh, they're not allowed so to because of government fascists. But, and that's the thing. In the books, there's whole whole chapters that are dedicated to prayer, and you're like, oh God, teach me more about dressage, please. <laughs> Speaking of which, I really want some more dis- dressage and uh, sports. You're gonna get, sports. You're getting them. You're going to get them. Eh, bit by bit. It, it's been a lackluster season as far as horse sports are True. concerned. Well, it's mean, been like, a great season. But they sprinted through so much plot in the first episode. So many cowgirl movie tropes were established and like went through in the first episode that now they're like, right, okay, we got to spread some of this out. It's going to take many episodes to get Ben ready for his show jumping competition and we gotta slowly see it build yeah I I know we're not talking about the episode yet yet, but like the previously on is long in this one (laughs) it's really long and we're only in episode 7 you don't have to recap the entire show up to this point previously on well, we haven't seen Tim for like four episodes, th- three episodes, and we haven't yeah. seen Ben for a couple episodes, and we haven't really uh, touched on that relationship in a while, so they really wanted to nail that down. <laughs> the Ben and Tim relationship? Yeah, you might say it's almost non-existent on this show. <laughs> well, their relationships with the uh, the Our ranch. Man. Yeah, of course. Yeah, with the ranch. Yeah, yeah. And there's lots of ranch. Oh my god! Anyway, we gotta wait. We got we can't get into the episode yet, even though this maybe is my favorite episode of the series so far, uh, because we gotta get to everyone's first favorite segment. Woo! Thank God I'm a country boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, uh, for listeners, just so you know, uh, because it's summertime, I'm trying to get uh, old Doctor Steve Creep into country music. He's not a country fan. He hates it. He didn't tell me secretly last week that he secretly loves it. He actually hates it. And uh, and so I was like, you know what? Summertime is a perfect time to get people into country music. And so I, I last week we had a hit with uh, Weed, Whiskey, and Willie by Brothers Osborne. He even said he liked it. So this week I thought, you know what? Let's keep the good times rolling. Let's keep the momentum going with arguably the best song about baseball ever made. That's right. This week, Dr. Steve's Creep song was The Cheap Seats by Alabama. We like our beer flat as candy. We like our dogs with mustard and relish. We got a 
what's his name? Well, we can't even spell it. We're both through. We don't worry about the pennies much. We just like to see the boys hit it deep. There's nothing like the view from the cheap seats. So, what do you think? Well, can I say bugaboo? You can say bugaboo, but first of okay. all, I just like to jump on real quick and say, I know how long this song is. I know it's over four minutes long. I have no control over that. The cheap seats. I thought it was only three forty-six. Oh my god, I, maybe it is. No, it is. It's nice and short. Never mind. Forget it. It's short. It's the shortest. Song it's medium. Done. It's medium long. Um, medium long. that is not my gripe. Uh, today. Uh, oh. my biggest gripe with this song is that nobody likes flat beer. Uh, the, the boys from Alabama do. They like their beer as flat as can be. <laughs> that's crazy. You're just drinking, like, alcohol syrup. Yeah, that's what they like. Home <laughs> home brew. I couldn't imagine what going to a baseball game would have been like in, like, the 30s or the 40s before we, like, invented cans and, like, <laughs> draft beer. It must have just been, like, hogwash, like flat as can be for real oh yeah they were they were huffing viceroy cigarettes and and drinking <laughs> golden golden corral beer or whatever the hell i can't remember what it was i wrote it down they do have a beer though that just was golden something and uh yeah they just would like they they had to get like a can opener to open those beer cans they were just in tin cans yeah, it, it was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, I watched a very, very thorough documentary on the Heinz versus Campbell uh, soup wars and uh, the oh. canning that went into that. They used to, like, seal the cans with lead and people got <laughs> lead poisoning all the time. And it was a very, like, it wasn't a good seal. So, it, like, a bunch of the food would be rotten and people got sick all the time. So the food would be rotten and you'd get lead poisoning. Sounds like a win. Yeah. Until they figured out just to, like, crimp the lid instead of, like, sealing it with lead. And that gave a better seal. Anyways. Fascinating. Um, it's good information, it and if you're ever watching the History Channel, learn yourself about the soup wars. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming Campbell's won because I've never heard of Heinz soup before. Well, the thing about it is, oh. is that uh, Heinz was, like, way bigger. They were huge in the canned food and sure. uh, condiments game. They had that ketchup. And, and soup. And soup. And then Campbell's came along, and they focused on soup in America. Heinz soup and canned products is way more popular worldwide, but Campbell won the uh, domestic battle. Damn. I mean, that's the war you want to win, the domestic war. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I I drank a, a lot of Campbell's soup when I was a kid. <laughs> Interesting way to put it. I mean, sure, yeah, you did. Well, I didn't chew a lot of my tomato soup, um, but I did drink it. That's true. Hey, why don't we say we drank that soup? I mean, I drank <laughs> it off my spoon, certainly. I mean, it was a misspeak, but it was more true than it was lies. It's, it's accurate. I wouldn't say that I ate a milkshake. No, definitely wouldn't. But it's sometimes a milkshake is way thicker than soup. True. Most of the time. I would. I mean, I wouldn't want a milkshake that was thinner than soup. I'll tell you that much. That'd be a terrible <laughs> milkshake. This milkshake's thinner than soup. This, this milkshake's water, baby. Yeah. Although I, I will say that uh, peanut punch is mm. very close to a milkshake, and it is thinner than soup. But I still, or about soup thick. I still wouldn't say a peanut punch though. So I think you're. I think you're onto something with this uh, drinking soup thing. I think you're onto something. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm definitely on to something. Oh, yeah. How did this relate to the song at all? I, you're uh, the one who oh, started us. Huh? It's flat beer. 
Oh, it was flat beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's my biggest uh, bugaboo with a uh, the song. Um, also, it's I don't know. It's just not my thing. It's you were trying to speak to the baseball fan in me, and yeah. that part of it I really enjoyed. Like I liked and enjoyed listening to this song. Yeah. But it's still just, like, not my thing. I wouldn't put it on, like, before I'm watching a baseball game to, like, get myself in gear. <laughs> sure, fair. You wouldn't have to. It'd be playing on the television somewhere at some station. You'd, <laughs> exactly. just, you'd just turn it on and they'd be playing. I have definitely listened to this song. Uh, the whole uh, mustard and relish uh, part of the lyrics, yep. very important. It Never sticks. have ketchup on your hot dog. Wrong. Only have ketchup on your hot dog. I can't believe I'm disagreeing with Alabama on something, but it's ketchup only. I, I think I could listen to more Alabama songs. Like, I I feel like I could put on an album and maybe enjoy my time. Oh, well, that's good to know. Well, I, I, I won't... I, I'm tr- I'm going to try not to double anybody on this during this process. There's so much country music. If I can avoid doubling somebody, I will. So uh, there might not be any more Alabama, but I would recommend you do check out Alabama. They've got a lot of really great songs, and they're a great, like... They're that sweet spot in like the late '80s, early '90s country where it was like still pretty accessible and not like it, not broy at all. They just wrote good old songs about good old boys having a good old time. Yeah, I I feel like it's a good mix. It's right in the middle of like poppy, popular, uh, simple country that I hate, and like good old slow moving twangy stuff from like that the- you also hate. Yeah, from the 908s and stuff. <laughs> sure, of course. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, cheap seats, I guess. Uh, uh, what, what would you give it? Uh, out of 20, I would give it a 10 right down the middle. Uh, strike. Fastball right down the middle. <laughs> a strike? Wow, well, not strike three at least. Yeah, I should probably rate them in strikes, right? Well, yeah, strikes are balls. I, I'd give it uh, two balls, uh, three strikes. Oh, my God. That's a, that's a strikeout. Yeah, that's a strikeout. Damn. Damn. That's tough. Yeah, I, I wouldn't give it a hit. That's okay. for sure. All right. Well, last week, though, we got a hit. Yeah, that was a that was probably like a, a like a bunt single. Yeah, a bunt single. My God. You can't even give me a, a full hit. I go, well, yeah, I'll take a bunt. You know what? If that's what you'll give me, I'll take a bunt single. That's great. Gets you on base at least. So, Honestly, nowadays, like a bunt single is really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah true. It, <laughs> it doesn't happen too often. These these kids today, all, all they want to do is hit dingers. Yeah, well, it's all about sacrificial bunts. <laughs> yeah, sacrifice bunts. And, you know, Alabama gets it, though. They don't worry about the pennant much. They just want to see the boys hit it deep. I also always go with the premium seats, uh, so I can't really... Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, I know you can't relate, but there wasn't a song called The Premium Seats. <laughs> they should have, maybe. Once yeah. they got money and success sure, and fame. Yeah. yeah, just do a follow-up that's just, there's nothing like the price of a premium seat. <laughs> yeah, they they probably made a lot of money, moved to a big city, sure. probably where a MLB team was. They should have updated the song. <laughs> Yeah, moved from Alabama to Seattle. Now we love the Marlins. Yeah, the Marlins. The Marlins. Great baseball team name, the Marlins. Well, yeah, true. They're, that's why they're in my top three. Jays, Marlins, Braves. That's it. I've caught me a Marlin. I say that all the time. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. But I like if we're playing with our cats, we have like a toy called the Bamboozler, which is like a long stick with like kind of a, a long... 
uh, almost like Chinese finger trap material rope. <laughs> you I'm can't say be. that. You can call you it can't. a chi- what else, What is it called then? If it's not called a Chinese finger trap, what's it called? I think you have to pause and then say finger trap. What if I said Chinese finger trap? How about ch- finger trap? Right. How about a ch- 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 Chinese finger trap? <laughs> Nothing's wrong with that. That it's is kind of crazy that no society throughout history, uh, other than the Chinese, came up with the finger trap. That's true. You'd think that, uh, I mean, honestly, it was probably a Chinese penis trap. And then they were like, <laughs> well, we can't sell that to kids, so we can call it a finger trap. And it's pretty easy to get out of. Yeah, that's true, if you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, if you know what you're doing. If you're some dumb Westerner who stumbled into the Ming Dynasty, you'd have no idea how to get out of that thing. That happened all the time. They just rode their horses down to the Ming Dynasty, knock on a few doors, can, wanted to trade some like myrrh or something. I can almost guarantee someone gets caught in a Chinese finger trap in one of the Shanghai movies. I can guarantee some, probably the second one, some pompous British fop gets caught in the in a Chinese finger trap and is like, Oh my, Jackie Chan, help me, Jackie Chan. Because he's Chinese. Ah, and he's Chan Wayne. <laughs> Shoot this off my fingers, John Wayne. Not a very good British. Probably more of a Kiwi, really. Uh, pretty close, though. Kiwis are basically British, but weird. Yeah, oh, exactly. I mean, everyone is basically British, but weird, if you look at history. Not us normies in North America. We're the Canada. weirdest. We're the weirdest. What do you mean? Our voices are so buttery smooth. We like our dogs with mustard and relish. Yeah. 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 They do the wave all by themselves. See? Ah. All right. It's a great song. It, it's a pretty good song. <laughs> I really thought that was a home run, if you'll excuse the expression. Well, it definitely was a home run, but oh. only in the baseball term. Oh, okay. Well, I'll take it. <laughs> and that was... Woo! Thank God I'm a country boy. Yeah! You got to make sure to wrap the segment up. Can't just leave an open segment. Yeah, you can't leave it hanging, much like my bowls <laughs> out of my shorts. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't die on me now. Oh, I was horsing around. and <coughs> oh. Yeah, gotcha. That's what age does to you. Never grow old. Peter Pan it forever. Peter Pan it forever. Uh, you know, don't worry about the pen it much. Isn't Peter Pan like the weirdest story in the world when you contextualize it of like a probably like a 50-year-old man, man <laughs> writing about like never growing old? <laughs> Yeah, going into children's rooms and abducting them, and mm-hmm. for sure, yeah, 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 bringing them back to his island where they can play forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. Incredibly creepy. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of those old stories. Like, wasn't mm, this? Some of this information might be wrong, but wasn't Marilyn Manson working on like a movie about Lewis Carroll being a creep? Like wasn't he wasn't that a thing that was like in production for a while was like he was it was all going to be about Lewis Carroll writing these stories about Alice or whatever but he's just a creep about it and like obviously Marilyn Manson's a bit of a creep himself it seems very much it's that's news to me but it very uh makes it makes a lot of sense just like a bunch of uh people in their 30s writing songs about teenage angst and becoming popular with teenagers. <laughs> that's right. I mean, that's why you only write about what you know, like baseball, mustard, yeah. and relish. Mustard, relish for you, ketchup, I guess. And all the rest. Do you do anything with ketchup, like onions or anything? What do you mean? Like stick it in my urethra, spray it no. in there? Yes, I do that. On your hot dogs, sex man. Uh, 
What do you mean? What do I do? I put it on my hot dog. What do you mean? What else do I do with it? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying is do you oh, put onions oh. <laughs> or like. <laughs> yeah, I like all kinds of stuff. I like mustard and relish on my hot dogs. I like it all. I just like to say if I have my choice, then ketchup. But like ketchup and mayo on a hot dog, also fantastic combination. But like onion, never never say no to some onion, especially if it's a little uh, caramelized or something. Uh, mm. Never say no to like maybe like a little, uh, like a big scoop of chili. That's always good. Very much so. Uh, okay, we got it. Uh, Marilyn Manson's Alice in Wonderland film, Phantasmagoria. That's what it's called. Yeah, that sounds wrong. No, that's what it is. Yeah, but Phantasmagoria sounds creepy as hell. Of course. And I think Phantasmagoria is also like the name of a video game, one of those like full motion video games from the 90s or whatever. Like with haptic feedback, like you wear a suit and you just like screw a bunch of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you sit in the middle <laughs> sit in the middle of a bukkake pile and that's what it is. I I can't believe that we haven't figured out full haptic feedback suits that you can just like cream in. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, anyway, <laughs> dream. I meant dream in. Oh, well, you definitely can dream in those haptic suits for sure. Oh my god, it's 80 for Brady minute. Are you ready? All right. Did you watch 80 for Brady this week? Nope. Okay. Uh, well, of course I did, uh, as always. And uh, there's a beautiful moment at the end. I'm going to spoil it for you since you're not going to watch it. So, hey, put your headphones back on. Put your headphones back on. I'm not wasting this 80 for Brady minute with you not listening. I don't want to spoil. Put your headphones back on. I'm not. You're going to waste this whole 80 for Brady minute. We haven't I'm even, not wasting We haven't even talked about Lily Tomlin giving a beautiful speech to Tom Brady at the end of the movie and talking about how she got over her cancer because he inspired her. She was going through cancer at the same time he started his career. And they, he, his journey kind of helped her heal through her cancer. And it's a beautiful moment. And his response to all that is to look at his team and go, you know what, guys? Let's f***ing go. And uh, <laughs> it's a beautiful moment to end the movie. 80 for Brady's great. And I love it. And that was 80 for Brady Minutes. I had a busy weekend. I, I will watch it. Uh, for this segment someday. All right. I mean, I spoiled the best part of the movie when Tom Brady just like, just, <laughs> she's like, now you go out there and win, Tom Brady. Let's go. You win the game. And he looks at his crew and goes, puts his helmet down. Yeah. Looks at his crew and goes, let's fucking go. <laughs> You're like, whoa, this is your, whoa, Tom Brady. This is a movie for old ladies. Don't cuss like that, please. Let's get it on right freaking now. I bet you that F word like really moved some sheets down there for some older ladies, if you know what I mean. Uh, and older men. Maybe, maybe, yeah. If he'd have looked right in the camera and said, let's f Whoa, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Honestly, I think you did tell me that story last 80 for Brady minute. No, But you left off the end where you didn't spoil That's it. That's right, I was saving that part. Yeah, till now. Well, you're never going to watch it, so I might as well just ruin all the best parts of it for you. I am going to watch 80 for Brady. I no, wanted won't. to watch that in theaters. No, you won't. So bad. No, you won't. You won't watch it. In the same way that I won't watch the Pink Panther. You did. No, I didn't. <laughs> what? You told me you were watching that. No, I lied. You lied? Like, <laughs> it wasn't on at all? It was on for about five minutes. And I was like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> Dumb burger. I <laughs> <laughs> the burger. I didn't get to any damn burger stuff. 
I didn't it, even get. I watched the. I watched the opening, which did make me laugh. There was some funny stuff in the opening, and then I watched the opening credits, which were. You want to talk about too long? Oh, the opening credits of the Pink Panther way too long and not funny. And sure, would have been funny in the 1960s when everything sucked. Sure, and nobody knew what comedy was. Fine, but uh, yep. now, oh my God, tighten it up a bit, guys. The cartoon Panther way too long in the credits is a staple of Pink Panther movies. You just got to endure it. <laughs> well, okay, fair enough. That's we're learning things, right? You're learning about country music. I'm learning about the Pink Panther. Or skip it. Like, isn't it like three or four minutes or something? Yes. Like, maybe even longer? Yeah. Like, ridiculous for modern standards. Ridiculous. I mean, Jason Statham in it killed immediately, not given any lines of dialogue, which I thought was very funny. Uh, Beyonce having to kiss Jason Statham and looking like she's not enjoying it. That's very funny. You should kill, like, a big celebrity at the beginning of your film for any film. It worked for the other guys. It worked for Pink Panther. It, Just do it. It's funny. Like, it's always funny to, to when movies bring in, like, an outrageous celebrity that you're like, how did they afford this guy, baby? And then they just kill him. And you go, like, The Rock in the, uh, uh, what was that movie? The Reno 911 movie. Oh, yeah. Where he's kicking around the uh, grenade. Yeah. That's very funny. Great, like, great use of the rock. Great, ca like, that's, those are great cameos. I love that kind of stuff. Oh, just one second, and then he kicks it into the tent and, <laughs> and that's himself That's a wrap on the rock. That's good. Yeah, that's it's good stuff. It's really funny. Uh, but yeah, 80 for Brady, great movie that you'll never watch, and uh, you, you're going to say you will, but you never will. I feel like you're trying to, like, psychologically uh, incentivize me to watch this movie by telling me I won't watch it, right. which is a good move because I do not like pressure, and the more people tell me to do something, <laughs> I, like, steer off of it, but, like, That's right. uh, uh, fair game to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, trying uh, to make, I'm trying to make my uh, dreams a reality, the dream where you never watch 80 for Brady, and I'm the only one who's seen it. I get to talk about it. I bet you that movie made, like, some serious bank at the uh, theaters. Oh, all yeah. those old people wanting to see it, and then all the rest of the people that were, like, 80 for Brady? That's the craziest title I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I bet it made lots of bank, actually. I bet it, I bet it's one of those things where it's like, this movie was a surprise hit? Yeah. I, I would have to assume so. Also, people are getting out there after COVID. Do you think the next one is 81 for Brady or 80 for Brady 2 or like um, 80 for Garoppolo or something? <laughs> it's a bunch of old men trying to go see Janine Garofalo. <laughs> That'd work. We got to go to the Janine Garofalo concert. It might be your last performance. What about four old actors going to, like, a Taylor Swift concert for the creepiest reasons? <laughs> All right, so who would be in that? Obviously, we got Harvey Keitel. He'd be number one with a bullet in that. Oh, yeah. Um, Al Pacino. Sure, yeah, okay. <laughs> Harvey Keitel, Al Pacino. They got to go to a Taylor Swift concert. Yeah. Uh, who's in uh, one of those ranch movies? Uh, well, uh, I think both those men are dead. Well, we're not putting John Voight in this movie. I don't want John Voight anywhere near this movie. But what about uh, Simon Conjurer? <laughs> that might have been my favorite movie throughout the whole, like, I wish we would have done a deep dive into all of his films because that movie was crazy. Yeah, that, the legend of Simon Conjurer was like, a real special treat. That was a real special movie that we watched. I'm glad we found that.
Like, uh, I'm sure if the room wasn't as popular as it was, like, this movie would have been that. You know what? There's still time because, like, I don't know about you, but I'm totally over the room forever. I never need to see the room or hear about the room ever again. We need a new memeable movie that we can destroy by just loving it so much. Let's make it The Legend of Simon Conjurer. <laughs> it's so good. And there's nudity in it. People love the nudity in the room. They'll love the nudity in Simon Conjurer. The nudity is so fun. Like, <laughs> just out of nowhere. And <laughs> so explicit. Not oh, his, my though. God. I would have loved to see that on Super Channel at night. Right? Oh, my God. You would have been cranking your hog to that. No problem. You'd have been like, look, I'll put one hand up over Simon Conjurer so I don't see him. And then I'll crank my hog to this woman having a shower in a waterfall. Honestly, there were so many movies on Super Channel that were like uh, explicit nudity in this film. So I was like already getting ready. And then it wouldn't <laughs> happen for 45 minutes. Of course. In, and, it's not going to open uh, with that. Well, sometimes. Hey, you never know. You like Time Cop. Very quick with True. nudity. That's true. Have you been watching uh, what, what Van Damme movies have you been watching lately? Nah, I haven't been watching any movies lately. I guess that's not a Too segment busy. then, huh? Okay. Well. You can go see the new Indiana Jones. I'm really excited to see it, though. Oh. I love Crystal Skull. Oh, well, yeah, well, you know, good for you. Uh, so many people were like, oh, aliens, that's so far-fetched. When the first couple are about, uh, like, a spirit in the sky that controls everything that left jewels and trinkets down to find on Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's unbelievable. All right, well, it's not a political podcast. You're making it political. Aliens are more real than God. Aliens maybe. are less political than God, although they're trying really hard to make aliens a political issue. Which I hope they do. They I do. hope we get announced. Wouldn't it be crazy if in our lifetimes they announced that aliens are here? But, like, I don't think I'd believe anybody. Unless I meet an alien myself, I don't... Well, you're going to show me a video on the news and go, look, it's a real alien. I go... I've seen Independence Day. Like, I know you can fake pretty much everything. How am I supposed to believe that this is now real unless I'm seeing it with my eyes? I don't take any of that shit at face value. Oh, look at this footage the Navy collected. Yeah, okay, great. This grainy bullshit footage after we have H 4K cameras, 8K cameras, and it's still just grainy bullshit footage. Like, nah, I don't believe it. Even if they had, like, an alien that <laughs> gave, like, a public address and, like... Like, legit aliens came here and, like, uh, you know, introduced themselves to our society. I would I would not believe in reality anymore. Like, I would 100% think that we're in a simulation. Because, like, everything's going nuts. Yeah. Everything's wackadoo. And there's nobody in a position of power right now that I would want representing humanity to a new species like aliens. There's absolutely nobody that I would go put that person at the front of the line to introduce humanity to the aliens nobody they're all horses asses so I don't I don't want to meet aliens because I don't think humanity can handle it I don't think we're in a position to, to be good about that I think we would ruin that almost immediately almost immediately yeah, yeah. Um, although I, I'm not a political podcast obviously but I love Joe Biden <laughs> I wonder what Kev had to say about his uh, about Independence Day yesterday. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, I guess we'll never know because I haven't looked at one of his tweets in a long while. How good does that feel? Great. 
Oh. Absolutely great. I was thinking when we were wa- I was watching Heartland today how long it's been since I've watched like a crappy Christian movie or like anything on Pure Flix, and it was just like a nice feeling. It yeah. was an excellent feeling. Well, hey, speaking of which, we need to talk about season one, episode seven, come what may. But after, before we do that, we of course thank you for reminding me. We need to give a salute to our fallen hero. Let's take a moment of silence for Humpty Dumpty. We love you, Eggman. (laughs) I can't look at you is the problem. Can't do it. And salute. Oh, your your screen legitimately froze on my no, I didn't. I was just holding mine. I was perfectly still. <laughs> I could see you, hear you talking, though. And, like, it, it legit bros. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, a beautiful, another beautiful salute to our fallen brethren. We miss you, yeah, Humpty Put Dumpty. yourself back together, Eggman. Not even the horses or the king's men could do that. And the horses. There's so many pieces, so many little cracks. You send the horses in first, and they're going to smash the rest of those eggshells. You're never going to put them back together. What were you thinking, King? You're an idiot. Clomp, clomp, clomp. Clomp, clomp, clomp. I'm a horse. What am I going to use the thing that <laughs> people kill me to make to put this Eggman back together? No way. Nary a way to put that egg back together. See, what they should have done was they should have blown up a balloon and then created paper mache and then covered the paper mache with the eggshells. Glue, shellac, boom, you got an Eggman. He's back. It's hard to get a balloon-shaped egg in, like, the 1600s, though. That's true. And also, like, once you put the shell back together, what is he at that point? All of his goop inside is leaked out everywhere. You didn't put the goop and the... You would just scoop all the goop and dirt back into his head? He doesn't want that. Yeah, it's like if you uh, had an exploded human and then put his, all their skin onto a balloon. Yeah, yeah. if you put the skin back together on a person that you took everything else out of and went, why isn't this doing anything? You're going to jail forever. <laughs> yeah, make a lamp out of Humpty Dumpty. Or you could frick it. Or you woman. Or, I guess, yeah, you could frick the shells of an egg if you really are that hard up. I mean... Just frick a horse or a freaking man, whatever. There's lots of people around. Uh, everybody's got their stars and stripes, and uh, you can freak every- anything as long as it's of age. deader than a doornail or gives you consent. Or is of age, of course. Yes. Yeah. Now we're saluting again. Which is also a part of the consent. And you woman. Which is. Now we can talk about season one, episode seven, come what may. I know you've been waiting, and I know we dropped a teaser at the beginning of the episode that uh, the uh, previously on is uh, long. Starts with the dead mom, deader than a doornail, not coming back to life. Gotta remember her. Hey, by the way, she's dead, and we're gonna show most of that sequence again for some reason, even though just show them going like, ah, and crashing, and we got it. We don't need more. We know what it is. They show the relationship building between Ty and Amy. Yeah. They show the Tim. Tim Tim's got a Tim. Oh, daddy's got to be what daddy's got to be. Yeah. Uh, how were, excited were you to see a cattle roundup? Oh, my God. 
so the crux of this episode is that one of the one of the main stories is that Grandpa Jack has been invited by a friend of his to go with a go do a roundup, which is where yeah. the cowboys get their horses and they round up a bunch of cattle. And Grandpa Jack invites invites Ty to come with him. And I was like, oh, this is beautiful. I love this. The bonding between Ty and Grandpa Jack is is really fun to see. I yeah. Character growth is I'm a sucker for it. He's gonna be so happy when Ty asks uh him for Amy's hand in marriage. Because he's not gonna ask Daddy. He's gonna ask Grandpa Jack. Uh, you know he what? might ask both. He might ask both. Yeah, he probably will ask both, actually. Maybe at the same time. Yeah, Grandpa Jack and Tim might be sleeping in the same bed by that time. <laughs> He'll kick in the door and be like, Daddy and Grandpa, I need you I need to know something. Yeah, Tim's rubbing salve on uh, Grandpa Jack's back to help with the arthritis. Poor, poor Grandpa Jack. Can't even get his foot up in the saddle. God damn. And, of course, you got to have the horse of the week. And yeah. this week, the horse of the week is uh, Grandpa Jack's friend's got a pregnant mare and having a trouble with that birth. So he drops it off so he can go off and play with the boys and round up some cattle. Mm -hmm. Melody, that's the new horse's name. Yes, very close to Melanie. Uh, don't get it twisted. Mm, of course, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, this or Mallory. Yeah, or Mallory. Yeah. Oh God, Mallory was so funny in this episode when, like, when the milf aunt calls, and then Mallory's just like, "He's just Ben. Ben's just doesn't. He just doesn't want to talk to her because she's paying him off to be here. She bought that ride to pay him to be here." It's like Mallory, shut up. We all know. Shut up. Ma Mallory's basically the audience. She is the yeah. uh, personification of the audience in this uh, show. She just says exactly what's on uh, dumb people's minds. Yeah, I, I like Mallory, though. I, I, I'm quite fond of Mallory on this show. She's very funny, and I like that she's like... She, she like, can give as good as she gets, right? She's got a bit of spunk to her, even though she's, like, 13 or whatever. She's just, like, shit-talking people and calling people out on shit. Like, she gets it. She's a good kid. She, I swear she's going through a growth spurt because, like, every episode she looks taller. <laughs> oh, she's definitely, yeah, she's definitely bigger now than she was in the first episode for sure. She's definitely growing up at this point. Season one. <clears throat> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's all about uh, in the middle of growing up and getting old. Poor Ben. Ah, oh, poor Ben. Nobody likes him. Everybody hates him. I hope he doesn't get third in a competition. He is starting to smarten up. He uh, offers to help out with uh, the chores since they're dealing with the mayor and the roundups happening. Mm -hmm. uh, offers to make supper. Just eat watch. Yeah. Just eat what? Just eat watch. Just eat watch. Just eat watch. Uh, yeah. And Lou, Lou's just a wet blanket the whole episode, all, all over the place. Everything falls on Lou's shoulders, though. She's got to get everything planned and prepared. Yeah, I... I want her to have an episode where she thrives. She's scared of horses. She's always nagging everybody to do stuff. Nag. And she sucks. She's a nag. That's a horse impression. Good. Not bad. Good. Both. Both good. Both a couple yeah, of dreams. Mm -hmm. oh, this episode was became my favorite almost immediately because Mallory goes... My parents went to Saskatoon, and all I got was a T-shirt. Like, shout out, Saskatoon. Also, Mallory, you don't want to go to Saskatoon. You're way better where you are. Saskatoon is not some like, oh, my God, they went to Saskatoon. I hope they went for the river. Yeah, if you're a, like a half an hour outside of uh, Canmore, 
you're you're just going to go to Calgary. Unless yeah. you have family in Saskatoon, there's no way you're going to drive all that way. Five hours, probably. Oh, at least. That's not a day trip. That's a weekend trip. You guys are spending the night there. I don't know. For people on the prairie, we can drive forever. Oh, amen to that, brother. Oh, yeah. But, man, when I went, when I came back from Florida, I had a little vacation in the fall to Florida. When I came back, from the moment I left the Airbnb to fl- in Florida to when I stepped through my front door at my home was 32 hours. That's ridiculous. And a good chunk of that was driving <laughs> across Canada, like driving so in a in one shot, just doing like a twenty hour drive in one shot. Problem with being in a remote location is that you have to drive to take a flight, or you get a flight close, but then you have to fly to somewhere else to just like get anywhere. And flights are expensive. Nah. Out here, out where I am, yeah, yeah, flights are very expensive. <laughs> Easy. Fly out and see me then. Okay. You Did you say fly out and see me? Yeah. I said, fly out and see me. Come out and see me sometime. Come visit. I will. No, you won't. Sometime. No, you won't. I'm doing the same yeah. thing with 80 for Brady. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, how long do you think it is for me to you drive-wise? Like 10? I can tell you exactly 12? how long it is because I've done it several times. It's at least a 16-hour day. At least. Okay. If you do it in one shot, it's at least a 16-hour day. Okay. I wouldn't recommend doing it in one shot. Every time I do it, I do it in one shot. And every time I do it, I go, I don't want to do this again. Why am I doing it like this? This is way too long of a day. Once you get to a certain age, you become too old for that sort of journey. Yeah. Uh, It's ridiculous. I am becoming my father, though. All I do while I drive is eat sunflower seeds. And that's all he did. He just hammered sunflower seeds down. And now I am, too. I'm like, ah, that's it. My body uh, brought bought a bag of sunflower seeds and I haven't had them for years uh, at the baseball game and man does sunflower seeds and baseball pair well to, with each other yeah it's like a it's like a dog with mustard and relish <laughs> perfect a perfect combination <laughs> there's nothing like the price of the premium seats <laughs> it's almost double yeah almost double isn't it it's like 10 bucks for regular 15 for premium or something uh, thirteen fifty for uh regular, sixteen fifty for uh premium. God, there was a when we were going to ball games, there was a large chunks of time when I could not afford. That. I think you actually paid for one of my premium seats because I couldn't, I couldn't swallow the extra three fifty. That's how tight my budget was during that time. And no shame, no shame. That's life. I appreciate you. I appreciate you paying for a ball game or two for me. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. It's about the mustard and relish, though, really. It is, yeah. And hearing them, hearing how much they love it, it makes me want to try a hot dog with just mustard and relish just to see what it's all about. <laughs> Sometimes uh, it's a dangerous game because mm. uh, relish is so sweet, and uh, if you put too much of it on, it can really like dominate the whole hot dog, yeah. and you're not really getting that twang from the mustard. So you got to be you got to be really careful with relish. <laughs> Oh yeah, you got to put your own relish on a hot dog. You can't let you can't let the dog jockey put that on your hot dog. You got to do it yourself so you get the right amount. You can't let society dictate the amount of relish you put on a hot dog. No, certainly not. And you can't let the amount of estrogen levels on the farm uh, concern you about your place on the farm, Grandpa Jack. 
<laughs> What's this in reference to? Uh, when Grandpa Jack's like, oh, I can't wait to go on this roundup the, with this pregnant mare here. All the estrogen levels on the farm are through the roof right now. I gotta get uh, out of here. Yes. And they are. Definitely yeah. too many uh, estrogens. Especially with Scott kind of uh, tiptoeing around because he wants to have sex with Lou. Of course. Well, who doesn't? And, of course, uh, who doesn't? Soraya, who just... I, I was... Pause. I have several times in my notes, oh, this is the beginning of Soraya's pregnancy arc, but no, not yet. But I still think it's going to happen. I still think she's going to end this season pregnant. That's my guess is that Ben is going to knock her up. That's my guess. Amy uh, is supposed to go with Ben to his uh, jump off uh, for the weekend, uh, but can't because yeah. she has to stick around and look after the pregnant horse. Yeah. Um. So Soraya is like, oh, I'll go with him. But that's two days and one night. And, of course, she says nothing's going to happen or nothing would happen. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly the point in time where things happen. There's, it's it's why they keep pointing out and one night. Like, they yeah. they keep saying, and I was like, oh, you're definitely getting pregnant on this trip. And then her mom doesn't let her go, so that nothing happens with that. But they are kind of flirtatious at the end, so I feel like it still might happen. Well, CBC, that's good parenting because hey. you shouldn't let your 15-year-old daughter yeah. go for an overnight with Ben. Yeah, with a 15-year-old boy. No, yeah. he's got to be older than that because he was driving a Hummer earlier, so yeah. he's probably 16 or 17. Yeah, he's got. he has one of those double-wide Hummers. Oh, yeah. yeah. With like yeah. a bed in the back. For people that are like, this Hummer isn't wide enough. That's my biggest issue with this Hummer is that it's not wide <laughs> enough. I want to take a, both lanes of the road, please. Yeah, I wanted to look like a legit military vehicle, <laughs> yeah. wide as heck. I want people to think that I'm like transporting a spacecraft, that I have a giant vehicle attached to the back of this thing. We had a guy come by uh, recently to do a quote or give us some information on something with our house. Oh, did he quote you and... like Shakespeare or something? Hmm? Did he quote you Shakespeare or something like that? He tried. He definitely tried. <laughs> like, under his tongue, I think. He, oh. he tried to impress me with a little bit of Shakespeare. He's, he's but the, he's uh, he drove it. an Escalade, Ooh. and I was like, eh, I don't know. That's Escalade. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I People who drive Escalades, I don't think so. I'm with you. Yeah, there's certain vehicles that you're like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. You seem like you're bad with money. BMW. Ugh. Sure. I remember I was in, when I was living in Edmonton, I... Uh, I was I went to the gas station to get something and, and I came out and there was these guys in a black Escalade parked out front, tinted windows, heavily tinted. From inside the gas station, you could hear their bass, and I was like, "Oh boy, I'm a little nervous. I'm I'm intimidated by these tough customers." The music's blaring. It's just all, you, but all you can hear is the bass. The bass is so loud in their vehicle; it's just pumping. You can't hear anything else. And I walked by their vehicle as I was leaving, and they were just listening to Mambo Number no. Five. <laughs> The most unintimidating song <laughs> yeah. that's ever existed. And my my opinion of them changed immediately. It went from like, ooh, I'm kind of intimidated by these guys to being like, can I hop in? Is there room for more in the back? I want to be your best friend, actually. I, I like your style. Yeah, let's blaze it. 420 Hell and yeah. Mambo number five all over this Edmonton oh. uh, landscape. A little bit of Monica in my life? Oh, my God. <laughs> more like in my wife. Oh, maybe a little bit of Erica in my wife. Hey. hey, and Jessica, here I am, and obviously the rest. And the rest. Do you think you can name all the women in that song? Uh, there's definitely Monica. Yep. Uh, that's all I remember. Erica. Sandra. Sandra in the sun. Yeah. A little bit of All Night Long. Uh, Mary. Reba. 
<laughs> yeah, a little bit of Reba on the TV. Like, that's just him setting the ambiance of the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you not thinking about Reba in your songs? I mean, how are you not watching Reba while you're having sex with multiple women? Uh, just for the li- listeners out there, we talked about doing Heartland for a long time. But, mm-hmm. like, early on in the podcast, we talked about Reba a bit, too. Yeah, Reba was definitely on there. I, 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 I think... Part of the reason I didn't want to do it is because, like, oh, there's just too many seasons of Reba. And now we're just doing 17 seasons of Heartland instead. The thing with Reba, though, is that, like, every season was probably 20 to 24 episodes of, like, a half an hour. And that's, like, an insane amount of uh, sitcom. At least with Heartland, we get to get the beautiful views of the ranch. Oh, yeah. And sit back and relax with them for 45 minutes. I mean, it's one of those things where it's, like, sure, there's less episodes of Reba. (laughs) But they were shorter, right? Yeah. Like, and are there less? I don't know. Well, there's 127 episodes of Reba and like That's 250. It. Well, six yeah. seasons, though. Six seasons. It's not even close to Heartland. Six seasons, though. <laughs> Reba! Reba! Las Vegas. There's 243 episodes of Seventh Heaven. That's what we could have been doing. Yeah. No, thank you, Tim. <laughs> Hey, uh, Daddy is all over this episode and uh, loved me some Daddy in this episode. Yeah, Daddy issues all over the place because Ty is uh, creating a relationship with Grandpa Jack. Yeah. And because Grandpa Jack's bringing him along to the roundup. And uh, this is a big deal for Ty. He gets a cowboy hat. Yeah, I re- that was really sweet when Amy brought him the cowboy hat. And she's like, oh, you got you can't wear that. You got to wear this. And he's like, oh, thanks. And Grandpa's like, that's my second best hat. <laughs> <laughs> and a second best horse on the roundup, too. True, yeah, yeah. And I, he keeps yeah. saying, if you wreck that hat, you owe me 50 bucks. I'm like, damn, that's a cheap cowboy hat, man. I've been looking into getting a cowboy hat. Those things are not cheap. I mean, in 2007, I guess they were, but now, uh... Yeah, you better believe you're spending a couple of bills on that hat for nowadays. For Stetson, you gotta. But they show up to the roundup, and wouldn't you know it, the lead? What do they call the guy that's in charge? The trail lead. Trail. That can't be right. Trail boss. Trail boss is none other than Timmy, Timmy, Daddy, Daddy. Timmy, Dad, Daddy, Tim. There he is. And he's he's using uh, his uh, leverage of being the uh, trail daddy uh, to full effect. (laughs) Like Grandpa Jack is struggling to get on the horse, and he calls him out. Yeah, and it's pretty funny. Because yeah, rightfully really so, funny. Grandpa Jack's immediately an asshole to him, and it's like, bro, just put it aside, all right? Like, just get through this, please. You're ruining the roundup. He's trying, but he he ruined his daughter's life. Yeah, I guess. It sounds like things worked out pretty well for her. Yeah, and it seems like the relationship was a bit rocky or mountainy. Ooh, or had daddy issues. <laughs> AKA issues with daddy. Yeah, we haven't met Tim De- Tim's daddy yet. <laughs> when will Tim's daddy join the cast? Please. Could be the guy that dropped off the pregnant mare. He looked like a daddy. Hey, he's definitely a daddy for sure. Who do you think got that mare pregnant? <laughs> Man, if only. You know how I know God doesn't exist? It's because we can't impregnate horses. Amen to that. I want a, I want a human being who's got the strength of a horse. 
I I imagine there's quite a few uh, farmers and uh, ranch uh, people out there that just would love to impregnate a horse. Oh, I thought you were gonna say that are so grateful that they can't impregnate a horse. <laughs> Both. It's a sure. it's a the same side of the same coin. I, mean, I feel you impregnate same a horse. Argument. If you knock up a horse, you're busted. If you don't knock, up, if you just have sex with a horse and it never gets knocked up, you're scot free. <laughs> scot cardinal free. <laughs> Yeah, or Carl Scottnell free. Man, if you could just impregnate a horse, my life would be set. <laughs> one one of these days, one of these days. <laughs> one of these days. When science finally gets their head out of their asses. Yeah, instead of trying to make lab-grown beef, why don't you figure out how I can knock up a horse? Yeah, or the thousand study that confirms that smoking's bad for you. Exactly. Move on. Figure out how to knock up a horse. <laughs> That'd be funny if you're getting introduced to a new family because you started dating someone <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I used to, you know, do studies on uh, the harms of smoking, but now I want to get it so you can impregnate a horse. Now all my scientific training is going to knocking up horses. You understand. They're like, oh, like on a dude ranch? You're like, wow, there's definitely dudes on that ranch. Yeah. Yeah, we get a bunch of dudes out there. That's for sure. <laughs> you might say it's primarily dudes out there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the amount of dudes you'd have to round up oh. to f these horses is just insane. We have or at least, like, cream themselves. We have a weekly roundup where we go out and we collect men to go knock up these horses. You gotta try different men all the time. You can't just keep doing the same. Maybe there's an issue with the man. So, you know, that's why you have to rotate your men out so often trying to knock up that horse. And there's more than one way to knock up a horse. Oh, Sometimes yeah. we use, you know... The na oh natural. Sometimes you use an injection. Sometimes sure. you like put an extender on the mail. <laughs> They're always getting injections for sure. Put an extender yeah, well, on the mail. What does that mean? Well, you put on like a plastic thingy so a that condom? like it's bigger and can get deeper into the horse. Doesn't make sense to wear a condom if you're trying to knock up a horse. Don't wear condoms if you're trying to get pregnant. No, it's got a hole in the tip, but it's like plastic. <laughs> oh, or rubber. Rubber. It's rubber. <laughs> It's silicone, please. <laughs> it's plastic wouldn't work. It's rubber. Yeah, it's silicone. Of course, of course. Yeah. Well, the seams on the plastic would cut that horse up. Yeah, you you'd be that. you'd be grinding that down every day. You want to make love to a horse. You don't want to f a horse and hurt it. You want to make sweet love to it. A child born of love is born of love. Unless uh, the horse likes that sort of thing. Sure, yeah. If the horse wants you to choke it, then go for it. Everyone's got to get off in this situation. That's how a horse gets pregnant. Wow, this really did turn into a horny episode. And not uh, of Heartland. Us. Us, yeah. Well, Heartland is horny as well, if we're talking about Soraya, of course. Yeah, and uh, Mallory's looking at Ben and Ty with equal aplomb. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I feel like, ugh, Mallory Schmallory. <laughs> I just hope she finds her perfect fit. Uh, Sue. She needs to find a boy her age. That's the problem. She's going after these older men, and Grandpa Jack is like making sure to lock his bedroom door every night. Like he's 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 nervous. Mallory needs to go home and like concentrate <laughs> on her farm. <laughs> she does need to go home. Number one, Mallory needs to go home every once in a while and sleep in her own bed every once in a while. I mean, I get it. Like at the end of this episode, they have like a beautiful uh community uh dinner yeah. you know Soroy is there Mallory's ben. there Ben his and milf the rest. aunt his milf aunt 
Is the MILF aunt there? Oh, yeah. That, she's the whole reason they do this is because Grandpa's like, hey, you know, Lou, uh, Lou's trying to make pancakes, and they're probably going to taste like shit, but maybe you want to come and eat some shitty pancakes with me and my family. And she was like, Grandpa Jack, I would love nothing more than that. I, uh, I'm i so looking forward. Maybe uh, she'll get pregnant. Oh, probably God. And Grandpa Jack's like, we need to get an abortion right now. I'm in my mid-60s. We need to get an abortion immediately. I got back arthritis. Oh, I got knee arthritis. Have that horse kick you in the belly and we'll be done with it. Oh, poor Grandpa Jack. Yeah, he had a hard life. Yeah, hard but good. What Rode you... hard but put away wet. Oh, yeah, definitely put away wet every night. What do you think his deal is? Do you think Grandpa Jack is like... Do you think he's like... Do you think he rode... Like, you think he's a rodeo star? Do you think he got arthritis because he was getting bucked? <laughs> I think it's just a hard life on the ranch. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure, like, in his youthful days, he did some racing. Uh, I don't oh, think he yeah. ever jumped. He doesn't seem like a jumping sort. He definitely seems like an out-of-the-gate, just a bar- yeah. Yeah, yeah, barrel racer. For sure, that was Grandpa Jag. Out-of-the-gate! <laughs> God, is that a good lyric. Yeah, it's the only one we know. <laughs> yeah, all, all you need. Well, that's not true. I know life, love, and barrel racing all start out of the gate. Out of the gate. Life. So if life starts out of the gate, the gate must be a vaginal reference then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, gates are always vaginal. Right. How many gates or wheels? Are there more gates or wheels on a woman's vagina? You answer uh, me that. They're all humming to me. They're all gates. They're all gates. What else happens in this episode? Oh, they give birth. The, the mayor gives birth and like Lou and Amy yeah. deliver it. And that's great. I really like that scene. And the like the cute pony at the end with yeah. the with the mom. Oh my god, is that little pony so cute? Daybreak structurally sound too. <laughs> Up and walking immediately, right out of the gate, fresh out of its mother's vag, and it's walking around. It's insane how large those things are and what it has to come out of. I I don't get nature at all. You heard that horse screaming. It it didn't like it either. <laughs> But it was quick because oh, quick. Amy and Lou were there. Even Lou uh, got up the guff uh, enough to get a pony out of a woman. Yep. And uh, all I could think during that scene was like, get some real experience, Lou. Life's not all about business. Go deliver a horse. Yeah. And she is. That's this whole thing. I, I just don't understand her archetype of being the city girl, how she could have become that uh, growing up on a farm. <laughs> I don't know. She's she's just rebelling, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's it's book stuff. I feel like it's, you got to have these different archetypes, and it's easier to convey in a book. Well, and like we said last week, this first season is all going to be archetypes, and then as the series goes on, they'll all settle into being real characters with real like personalities and all that. And Lou will definitely at some point go, "Oh, right, yeah, you got to do the work stuff on the farm, but also you got to just enjoy the farm." Yeah. Once we're out of the gates, we'll really start seeing these uh, characters start fleshing out. Agreed, yeah. Uh, God, there was one other... Th- oh, this show, this episode introduces my new favorite character on the show. That old, crazy old witch woman who is like, has an apothecary on her little wagon that's pulled around by a mini horse. Ooh, witchy woman. Uh, <laughs> this lady's got it. She got the moon in her eyes. <laughs> It's like, she is a cartoon character, and I love that they've just introduced a cartoon character on the show now. I'm really looking forward to her popping up once in a while. Oh, yeah. Because you gotta have, like, a cool old lady, because the old lady in this uh, story already dead. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what they realized. Like, ah, we killed our cool old lady. Now we got to have a new cool old lady. Yeah. Even older, even cooler, and with more herbs than you could ever imagine. Yeah, definitely. And Scott Cardinal does not take her advice to heart. He doesn't think that she knows what the hell she's talking about. Well, keep him on the antibiotics no matter what. But <laughs> as we know now, antibiotics, bad. I do like That's right. Medical science, bad. Do okay. your own research, Amy. Do your own research into what will help that pregnant course. Yeah, stop listening to the educated man. That's right. He doesn't know anything. He's trying to mansplain horses giving birth to you. He knows how to knock up a horse. Do you, Amy? Yeah, he definitely knows how to knock up a horse. Scott Cardinal, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I, I want to know where you get those long plastic gloves because those look pretty cool. <laughs> Next time you're about to make love to your wife, just slide on a pair of those gloves all the way up to the shoulder and just see what she says about it. Yes, see what she says about it. Yeah. That's that's basically sexual exploration in a nutshell. Well, actually, it's like, help, I'm in a nutshell. I'm sexually exploring in a nutshell. What kind of bloody great nut has a shell like this? I'll tighten it up so there's not that pause. Yeah, yeah. We're my cowgirl prayers. I love you. Gotta raise some money. I love you. Just save the camp, I swear. We love you. Save the ranch or save the farm. Lord knows they're always in financial trouble. It's cowgirl summer with pure boys. Hallelujah. Amen. Heaven bless the show heartland. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, it's good though. Yeah, but it's long though. Ugh.